All right. All right. Uh, right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Unforeseen Journey podcast. This week, I am really grateful and appreciative to be talking to my friend, Tyler Slade. So Tyler and I became introduced, got introduced to each other through uh, a guy called Dan, who runs this group, Data Soul. And we, Tyler and I have had a couple of conversations, but I don't really know that much about him, a little bit. And so it's exciting for me today to better have him here and to have a chat with him. So, hey, dude, how are you getting on? I'm good, man. And I want to thank you, man, because, you know, this is uh, this is your forum, buddy. So I'm, I'm jumping in and it's and I'm really grateful because, you know, it's an opportunity for me to um, to have a chat with you as well. I'm, I, I get a lot from watching your, your, your content and the conversations we've had. It always gives me an opportunity to get a good time to reflect on what I'm up to in terms of my life and uh, again, we haven't we haven't had too many conversations. The one we have, I want you to to know that they've been very valuable for me. So I appreciate that. Um, and you know, you've given me this space and this time today to to kind of you know give you a little bit more about what I'm up to and and how I've got to this kind of point. I suppose. Good man, thank you, Wise. But it's absolutely my pleasure, mate. I've really enjoyed the conversations we've had up until this point. I'm sure this one will be no different today. So, where do we want to start with this? Do we? I, I think it would be good for people to understand where you're at right now and what you do yeah yeah, um, yeah. yeah so, so start right there what you, right? what you yeah 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 so yeah uh, so you're right we, we got introduced from uh through a a great uh organization called dad lasol uh, which basically is a kind of it's it's filling a bit of a void for uh male parents and carers um you know any kind of age but generally as men we get to a certain age where we might keep hold of um uh, friends and things that we grew up with or whatever or the people that we work with etc but life can sometimes even though people when people are around can feel very lonely um and you know it's i think it's an opportunity to uh to to go somewhere where you don't feel lonely um and you can have some uh, and you can have some um, relaxed conversations it's not orchestrated around any particular agenda so you know again you might have a, a group of people you go and you hang out with and play sport with whatever and that's your that's the thing you're there for but dad was very much a kind of like there isn't really an address the only agenda is that we're all dads uh that's the thing that we got in common so that's kind of the common link it obviously gives an opportunity for you to be able to bring your kids and then spend some time quality with your kids on a one-to-one -one basis with other like-minded dads who are finding it far finding it hard to somewhere to hang out with their kids um but anyway that's how we got introduced but um where am i right now so um i've been i've been working uh for six years this summer as a as a well-being coach um for um my local authority so uh it's um it's a it's a it's a, a public health project um and essentially essentially the objective is to reduce cardiovascular type disease so it's it's got a, an objective um but what's been really, really interesting and has changed my life in these last six years by doing this job is really more about the behavior of us as humans um, and, you know, using the kind of principles of, of certain things like exercise, nutrition, um, uh, habit forming and stuff like that. Um, but really looking at a, a kind of under the bonnet a little bit more and why is it that how, how and why is it that people do and don't change? Um, and it's been, I've, I've, I can honestly say that this, it's the best job I've ever had. Um, and it's kind of moved in more than just a job. I've come very consumed with it in my life, uh, looking at myself, um, looking at my own health and well-being, 
um, and I spent a lot, a lot of time kind of bumbling about, uh, not quite sure what I wanted to do for as a job, as a living kind of, you know, following the very much fabrication of, you know, you, you get a job and you earn money, you pay for a mortgage, you get a wife, you get kids and you do that and then you retire and then maybe you go on more holidays. I don't know, whatever that might be. Um, and it's kind of opened up my mind a lot to stuff perhaps that I was a little bit aware of, um, but I was probably a little bit, was probably well naive and also thought it was a load of bollocks, if I'm honest with you. Um, I grew up with a very, very spiritual mother. She's, my mum's still around. Um, and very open, very fucking hippy-dippy. And it was always like, oh, for fuck's sake, shut up, mum. Like, you know, energy follows thought. You know, she was into her all, all her very random kind of stuff when you're growing up. And you just, it was very embarrassing. Do you know what I mean? Like, here's a lady who is... Yeah like turning 80 next year believe it or not and it's still fucking like drumming african drumming and <laughs> dancing and shit Legend. Like, you know, it's, 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 she goes to festivals and stuff you know it's, it's quite it's cool now but when you're growing up it was fucking embarrassing but it also gave us a lot of freedom like our, our house yeah. where we lived was the meeting point you know that well everyone hang, came to our house before we went on a night out everyone came back to our house it was a very open book my old man wasn't around that much um, because he was a musician. Um, he was a drummer by trade um, and he was always on the road and what have you. Um, but he, um, it was, it was a weird one because it was, um, uh, he, he was he's always a part in the family. They weren't, you know, we were, they're still together, my mum and dad, but they were very, very much chalk and cheese. Well, my mum was very spiritual and very kind of like, you know, all those kind of things. My dad was like fucking hippie. Like, you know, he wasn't a hippie. Man. He was saying like, hippies are a pain in the ass. All this fucking, all this bullshit, all this bollocks, you know, anti-monarchy, very kind of punky, kind of moddy kind of led, wow. rather kind of, kind of hippie spiritual led. He was very, very much the opposite. Um, wow. So there's a real mixed bag there from my, where I come yeah. from anyway, going back to where I am right now. So, but yeah. this was, um, so I'm 42 now and, in my mid thirties, I had spent the last 15 years, um, just kind of bumbling about. I left school with no qualifications really. And I was, just, I really wanted to be a TV presenter. Um, it came off a very fluke chance when I was 14 at school and I got a call back a couple of years later from a production company in London. I was living in, the, in Bogdan, the seaside, you know, and they were like, we you know we're looking through some rushes looking back at some old footage and we we think you come across really, really well. What are you up to these days? Do you want to come and meet us? And I was like, fucking yeah. Mm. You know, I was 17. Mm. I was like, that's brilliant. And I got a lot mm. of ribbing. My mates were taking the piss. Like, oh, you're going to be a TV yeah. man. What you reckon you're going to be famous? All that kind of stuff. And yeah. it was kind of like, well, what else am I going to do? Like, I'm quite good at chatting with people. Yeah. Um, I'm quite good at like communicating and stuff. I get on with lots of different people. I thought that would be brilliant. Mm. I'd get paid just to, like new presenter, I mean, it fucking hell. It's, it, it's almost, it was almost like, you know, being given a, uh, a, a a trial at a football club if you're really into football, yeah. which I was, but I wasn't that good. Yeah. So that was never yeah. going to be knocking on my door. Um, yeah. So it was similar in that aspect. So I went to London and I we I spent my late teens, like 18 and 19, um, I spent two years doing a TV programme for Nickelodeon. Like, it was like, fucking hell, I was going up every weekend, 
Um, and it was just amazing. I had the most amazing experience ever. And after I did that, I was like, right, this is what I'm going to do. Um, mm -hmm, I'm going mm -hmm. to do this for a living. So I moved to London, mm. didn't have any money or nothing. Um, and mm. I just got a credit card and I sofa surfed and met a few people and just spent a few, spent a little while, a couple of years just trying to do it. Um, and it didn't come off. Um, mm, mm. I had an agent and a really good agent and I was like, fucking hell. And I was going to screen tests and on auditions mm. and I just didn't get anything. Um, mm. and the credit card ran out and I didn't have any money and I was like, fuck. And I wanted to stay in London. I didn't want to go back to Bognor. So mm. I was literally in a pub in Soho in my early twenties, um, and met some blokes and they said, oh man, you want to come and work for us at a post-production house? We just, we just, we run film film cans around Soho and we get paid for it and we get stoned and get pissed. Do you want to join us? I was like, fucking yeah, that sounds great. Great laugh. <laughs> really Are they time. still going now? <laughs> I'll sign up to that now. Like, yeah, a couple of years. But it, it was a bit meaningless, do you know what I mean? But that yeah. was fine because I'm, yeah. I'm in London, I'm in Soho. I mean, fucking great, you know. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you get to like mid-20s and you're kind of like, okay, well, where's my yeah. career? What the fuck? Where's this going? I don't want to work in post-production. I have no interest in doing this. Like, you know, really. Yeah. Um, and I found a, a, I got a, an interview for a, a casting agency, a little extras agency. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And I rocked up at this tiny little fucking like loft in the middle of Kentish Town. And there was a guy there who was like, yeah, yeah, I'll see you in a minute. And this lady, and there was just two of them in this office. Mm. And there was a few other people sitting around. And I noticed this person sitting down next to me. And mm. they were quite clearly that they were blind. And mm. they were like, oh, I need the loo. And the guy at the desk, the little desk, was like, oh, yeah, mm. it's over there. And I, I clocked this person, like, fucking, mm. and I was like, shit. And I was like, you're right, mate. I'll give you a hand if you want. I got, got up and I mm. helped this person, went to the toilet, mm. and da 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 He came back. He was like, oh, thank you. And the guy was like, oh. And then he was like, oh, well, we'll, we'll see you now. I was like, okay. So I went into the room. He goes, that was really lovely what you just did there. Do you know, do you know, uh, I'm, I'm really sorry we didn't pick mm. that up. And I should have done because we're casting blind people today. And I was mm. like, hang on a minute. Did I think I'm blind? I was really confused. Mm -hmm. was yeah. I just turned up to help as an assistant. And they said, yeah. you're clearly not blind. You're here for the job. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. said, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, you know, what, 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 what do you like? And I, and I clicked, clicked with them. Mm. You know, where the bands are, mm. that obviously what yeah. I did was like really nice and da, da, da. And, mm. and I spent seven years working for that casting agency. Um, wow. And the lady who... And it went from a, a team of three people, them two and me as assistant, to mm -hmm. her selling it for a few million pounds as a business. Mm. So mm. she, I went to transition with them of like building more staff, more films. We end up doing big films, da 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 all the extras. And when she sold the company, um, mm. she part of the deal with these new owners were the only the deal goes through, but you have to give Tyler at least eighteen months contract, otherwise I'm not selling. And we talked briefly at the top about that teacher I talked about. That lady mm. there was a person who was very, very mm. influential to me. Um, and her name mm. is Elenka. She still is a casting director in London. She mm -hmm. obviously sold the company that's now um, merged with other companies and is the biggest casting agency in the country. Um, but mm. again, that was still a job that I just stumbled into. And then mm. when I was in my late 20s, I met uh, mm. me and my wife. Me and my wife now have been together for some years, and we wanted to go down. We want to start a family, and I didn't want to live in London, and so we reverted to the seaside, like you do, uh, back to Brighton. And I was travelling for about a year into London doing this job, 
and it was too much and I was like I can't do this and I'm you know you know so I need to find something in Brighton and at that point I blagged another job as a project manager in digital marketing and, <laughs> and I spent four years very very unwell very very miserable. okay okay um, it wasn't for me but it was paying the bills we just got married we're thinking about having kids we need to get a mortgage we need something have something permanent and I spent um, very, I, I got to my mid thirties and I just had a bit, I blew out Glenn. I was fucking depressed, mate. Like, you know, I mm. was, and it's like, this, this shit's real. It happens for lots of people, but mm. I didn't have anything that was like massively triggering in terms of trauma or anything like that. But it was just, I was going every day to a job, which I absolutely felt sick in my gut. And I wanted to pull a sickie every single fucking day. Mm. And it got so bad, I was like, I cry for help. And I went and I just, my boy was uh, my youngest, my oldest now, he's nine, was two at the time. And I just fucked off. And mm. I went mm. missing two, two and a half, three days and got totally mm. oblivious, obliterated out of my brain, took myself up to a fucking building, was mm. ready to throw myself off it. Um, and uh, that shit's real because I think a lot of people get through that. You know, they just go through the that that stage of going, "Oh fuck, is this it?" And I, and I was like, "I'm not good enough." And like, where am I going? My future? Me and Miss having a rough time. I can't. I, I can't be doing mm. this forever. I can't just come to the job forever. And there is, but what else am I going to do? There's nothing else for me. Um, mm. And I'd probably got some insurance. And I thought, well, maybe mm. it'd be better off them having that, and then they'll be secure, and then I can not be such a fucking burden. Um, mm. But obviously, I that didn't happen. And I, I, I'm very fortunate that I've got, I've got three brothers that are like my best mates it hasn't always been that way, but mm. they are. Um, and my wife was amazing, um, fucked off, because obviously, <laughs> um, in a certain degree, but upset mm. and was like, just stop, you don't need to do this. Stop, think about what you want to do. Let's just pause we'll get some help financially with the house that don't write about it you obviously can't do this anymore um mm. and it was a fucking scary time and i got some help and everything else and then i but it was still like i need to i still need to earn some money here um mm. and i got to i got a, a job with these guys again in marketing because i just needed to pay the bills i spent a year there did quite well and then suddenly out of the blue they just told me to leave and it was like what the mm. fuck oh my god mm. And I was just hmm. shit. And I didn't want to wobble. I didn't want to go and do another AWOL, but I just seriously said, hmm. what the fuck am I going to do for a living? How, hmm. what, what, what am I? What do I do? And my my hmm. wife's like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, babe, like, I, I don't know. I'm 35 years old. Like, I don't know what fucking, I'll be a footballer. Yeah. Like, you know, hmm. oh, come on, dream on, hmm. you know? And I was thinking like, maybe I can go back to the TV presenting. I'm good at that. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but there was a huge big fear of that because I hadn't made it. Why the fuck did mm. I didn't make it when I had no responsibilities? How the hell am I going to make it when I have all these responsibilities? So that wasn't really an option for me, to be honest. It was a burning desire, but it wasn't like, I'm not, I can't, the fear factor of doing it was too large. It's a failure. And then it was like, okay, what are you really good at? Really, what do you want? What do you want out of life? What are you really good at? I don't know. And I just kind of brainstormed. I wrote lots of stuff down. I was like, oh, I like connecting with people. 
I've gone through some shit. I'd like to help people out to show them there is a way out of this. If I can do this, and you know, I can, I'd really like to give back to people. I'd like to be a voice. I'd like to, 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 to get up every day and really enjoy and get excited about stuff. Mm. Jesus, where's the job for that? Um, mm. And we had some friends at the time who was, um, was in our NCT group. Um, and she said to me, why don't you look at your local authority? And I thought, really i don't go and work for the council jesus christ mm. quite naive you know to be fair but and then i thought well actually you know it's a public service you're actually working for the people and i thought actually actually that's quite appealing in a way actually but depending on what job mm. it is and then this role come up as a well-being coach and i thought wow that looks good like what do i have to do here i just have to go and meet people and like speak to them and try and help them get a little bit better i thought fuck me what you know 20% admin, <laughs> yes, please, you know, no time on a computer, oh, great. Mm. Uh, and I've been doing it six years and I've, and I've, I've been absorbing people, uh, training, opportunities, absorb, 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 and I've been relishing it. Some of it's been a bit mundane, but I've been like, in the whole, I've been like, I love this. And I've seen people change their lives. I'm, I've seen mm. thousands of people. I don't have long with people. I have like, you know, five six sessions with someone over the course of a few months but hmm. i'm seeing learning techniques how to speak to people and engage with people listen to people pick up on things and all that kind of stuff and i'm 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 seeing people change right in front of me and i'm changing too and for the last 18 months uh, 18 months a year and a half i've been like i really like this job but i want more i want to i want to i want to do more with people and i want to do it on my terms <laughs> Because obviously there's still this hanging thing of like, oh, I have to make sure that I check this and you've got to check that and run through that person. And it can get a little bit like, oh, what a load of bollocks. Can we just get on with it? Um, mm. And I've been doing this thing on the side. Um, mm -hmm. It came through COVID, a typical thing, isn't it? For people with COVID. But mm. I looked at COVID as an opportunity to have some space because it was like, you know, we're on top of each other here. And the only space I could find that wasn't going to encroach with my family was very early in the morning so i used to set my alarm and i'd get up and i'd go out into the back of the garden do some exercises on my own or run down the mm. beach and then one day i was like i'm gonna i've seen a few people on in, in, in you know on instagram and stuff jump into the water and i thought fuck it i'm gonna do that i don't really go in the sea and i went in and it was like wow this is wicked like it was really like adrenaline rush i was like i'm gonna do this mm. again so i set myself a little bit of like a a, a task, a goal of going once a month, you know, go the last Sunday of the month. And then I've got, you know, we're going to go every week. And then I've built this, this repetition up. And then this guy turned up on Worthing Seafront with a sauna. And my missus bought me a ticket that like you can buy vouchers. And I went in and I was like, wow, this is wicked. Like hot sauna. I'd only been in saunas like on an anniversary, like a posh hotel. I hadn't really, you know, I've seen saunas as like this kind of yummy mummy thing, you know, it's not really mm. part of a regime of any kind. And it was like, it was nice, but it gets a bit hot. And then it's like, a bit like whatever. But I went in the sauna and then I went to sea. And I was like, fuck, you know. And I went back in the sauna, I went back in the sea again. And I started doing this little rat, it's mm. like five minutes, 15 minutes. And I, I literally come away from, I'm, I've never been one that's been massive into drugs or anything like that, but I've been off my head. And <laughs> I was fucking off my head, man. I was like, mate, this is like, I'm like, Oh, my whole body's feeling lush. I've got this like nice little glow. 
And I was like, other people have got to experience this. This is mental. This is wicked. Mm. And I was trying to convince people, like, well, like mate, you're mad, man. What the fuck, what the fuck am I going to go and see in a box on the beach for? You, what the talk are you talking about? But I managed to convince a few people. And then I, I saw them go, Jesus, yeah, this is wicked. And I built up momentum with this. And started getting really friendly with Dave, who owns the sauna, and I'm saying, listen, if I block, if I block book something, can I get enough people... Can I do that? Mm. Get me a discount, whatever, you know, work with mm. him. So, yeah, yeah, of course. Mm. So build up tractions. And I've now probably taken 40 different individuals into the sea and the sauna as an experience. I've run a couple of seasons where, when I call seasons, I get people to commit to six sessions over 12 weeks. And we go every other Friday. Um, and I kind of see it as an escapism. I kind of see it as a help your health and well-being. But I'm seeing... The more and more I do it, and more and more I'm getting feedback from people to say, can we do something else as well? I'm like, mm. yeah, fucking right we can. And, you know, what? I, I, I guess, I, I, guess I, I feel like about being, I don't want to feel like a big headed here, but I feel like I'm a bit of a beacon for people. Like people tend to uh, radiate towards me and like, I get people drop me messages that I don't know and say, hey man, I've just seen it. And I use, it's interesting, people talk on the topic like social media. Um, it's part of our world. It's part of our of what we do now. And I think the the thing is, I use it for a couple of reasons. And I, I'll be totally honest with this, right? So I use it as a as a tool um, for myself to hold myself accountable, accountable to do something. And mm-hmm. you could say that's a bit naive, uh, not naive. You can yeah. say that's that's the wrong word. You could say that's a bit maybe it's naive. Maybe it's a bit maybe it's a bit sad. So like, well, why do you have to film yourself? Why can't you just do it? Um, Well, because it shows me that I have done it. And I know what way that is. Um, So I use it as a bit of a tool of accountability to to do something. I also am aware that it's a massive tool to show people what I'm doing and Mm. build traction for myself to earn a living Mm. from something I Mm. enjoy and others could enjoy. And ultimately, others, it could help people using all the skills mm. I've used in this last six years, helping people change their their behaviours and their mindsets and their regimes and habits and routines, all those kind of things. And I kind of see this merging. I'm like, wow, okay, there's an opportunity here. Um, mm. But then I also get, I feel it's quite, I also use it in a way to show off. And I'm being honest about mm-hmm. that. I show off, mm-hmm. I can boast. The most things I boast about, if I'm honest with you, mm-hmm. is... Mm-hmm my kids and again it's mm. again that's a bit of a weird one because why would you need to why would you need to do that i'm proud i'm proud mm. of them i'm proud of how I'm, I'm they're doing certain things and i want to i want to show people that it's okay to be proud and to show that your your the wins of certain things now again you could look mm. at the, I, I understand that people could look at that and kind of say that's a bit fucking vain again why are you using a a platform to do that and again my underbelly message of this is if i'm mm. totally honest is because i want people to feel the same mm. <laughs> i want people to feel proud about themselves i want people to help themselves out i want people to hold themselves accountable i want people to know that it isn't just you know they're not stuck that they can't they're not they don't have to take themselves to the extreme where they're going up and thinking about fucking ending their lives mm. fuck mm. that man mm. like come on mm. you know mm. um mm. you're worth it and if you have to fucking use a platform to 
to shut to, to help yourself reflect yourself doing that then fuck it use it um i also get lots of things from it i mean you know i i, I see lots of inspirational quotes and i like lots of interesting talks mm. and interesting people and different points of view and i and i and i nick some of those things i think yeah that resonates with me i fucking use that um mm. and it, but it is a weird one it's very weird but it's it's also quite obviously a way to to market yourself like how else in the fuck am i going to know people let people know that i exist you know yeah. when i was doing the tv presenting i had vhs's and i'd knock on doors but <laughs> what so what am i going to do i'm going to knock on every, every all the doors and try and find where people live and ask them if they want to help with their with their well-being mm. and health what the f i mean you know ludicrous mm. so mm. this mm. is somewhere where people will show an interest to something because they're following mm. it or whatever they you know their algorithm is picking it up and it's a way to show them who you are what you're doing and if they want to make a move maybe it's amazing um yeah. and so i'm now in this like vision of like i've got so i'm getting excited glenn i'm like yes man i i want to i want to do something every single friday night i want to do i want to give another option to the cultural thing that we place we believe in and with most mm. people what they do mm. to relax or decompress from their stress mm. if people are being honest the quickest go-to for most people to do that um or to, to escape is to get fucking pissed or eat food or sit and just watch shit mm. if we're being brutally honest you know maybe yeah, gamble that's... maybe look at a bit of porn whatever but it's mm. that again and this is very used in this area of people watching this and whatever but is the you know the, the instant gratification that we are literally drip fed every single day you know mm. we, we, mm. we are we get instant everywhere from fucking the, the amount of apps we can download to give ourselves food to the to the, the quick gratification of the free porn as I just mentioned. Like you can get shit really, really quickly. But what happens when people are trying to make themselves feel more content or feel more satisfied is they're playing applying the same strategy and nine times out of ten it's gonna damage them in one way or another, mm. physically or mentally or both they are going to get to a state where their fucking body is, is is in a shit state and then their mind will be in a shit state. So the way I look at it is like, how about if there was another there was another way to spend your time on a Friday evening at the end of the week or at the beginning of the week mm. to set yourself up for the week to do something which has nothing but positive effects for your mental and physical health. Not just from a kind of, you know, but science backing this shit up as well, which I love. And I think that's the great thing about the, the you know, the fads. The fad is right now to people to get cold. Let's be honest. People are mm. getting, you know, uh, there's lots of brands out there jumping onto it. Why not? Fuck it. You know, paddling pools for adults, you know, whatever. And, but the thing is, is with this fad is there is some rock solid in my opinion, and I think we'll see more and more of this emerge, actual evidence that this shit helps you from a, mm. from a mental perspective. Very much like exercise. Same principle. The only reason exercise now is mainstream and in white papers and distributed on the NHS website and everywhere else 
is because it's gone through rigorous, rigorous tests over and over again, and then the proof is shown. You cannot not mm. ignore this proof is lowering this, hiring this, helping this. You can't, you can't ignore that to a certain degree. People are banging <clears> the door with it, and it's like, well, okay, now here it is. So with that and things like breath work and things like cold exposure and saunas and stuff like that, that, and this stuff isn't new either. Like this has been around mm. for a long time, and mm. it's only quite bespoke. So you'll see sports people going into cold baths, football players or whatever, been using for mm. forever. Mm. You'll see people recuperation in terms of the way that they respiratory use their their breath. But it's becoming to it's starting to become more accessible and a little mm. bit more acceptable, mm. and that's mm. what's really interesting is that mm. and the thing is about all this stuff is with anything as well like exercise arguably you don't it's free it's free <laughs> beautiful right? yeah it's completely free however mm. we are all free to make our own choices all of us when it's up to you what you do and people often say well what do you mean i don't have a choice yes you do and it's like well no i've got to pay my bills no you don't what do you mean I don't have mm. can't pay them? Yeah, well, just don't pay them. If you don't pay them, there will be consequences from that. You might lose your house and you might be homeless. But you, if you have a choice, it's up to you. I don't mm. have a choice. Yes, you do. Of course you have a choice. Mm. Totally mm. up to you what mm. you do. However, mm. we have all the... And you, you talk a lot about this, which I resonate loads with, this consumable and mm. this kind of... This is the way it is. You know, the belief mm. system, the culture, the structure, everything will set you up to say, well, it's this way. And if it's a different way, then no. And so Mm. it's, uh, but what people, I feel what people require is Mm. they require some, uh, some accountability. And in the Mm. modern world, accountability, generally when people are investing in their health, um, Or investing in their well-being and their, their mental health or their physical health, or just kind of who they are and they're stuck in this job or this relationship or whatever it might be, they. I guess it's like if you think about it like this: when we have a problem, if we have an issue, mm-hmm. whatever that issue might be, from your health to whatever it might be, relationships, your job, whatever, there is a solution for that, right? But the solution looks like a lot of work. It's like mm. fucking hell. that's going to take a lot of work. The problem is like mm. I have to do a lot of work for the solution or I can mm. just just keep this problem and it not be, you know, it's like, yeah, fuck it, just live with it. But what happens mm. when people arguably get to a contemplation stage is when mm. it starts to, the problem starts to get more work than what the solution mm. looks like. Yeah. So health, it's okay. I'm all right. I've got a few quid on me, pounds on me. It's not a problem. Whatever. I'll be fine. 10 years go by, fuck me, can't see myself now, fucking hell, I really should, I'll be alright, fuck it, you know, fine. then, and well, hang on, and, and it looks too hard work to fucking sort myself out, fuck that, whatever, problems mm. getting, starting to get a bit problem now, now you get, now you get, now you get start getting hurt and pains in your chest, fuck me, actually, I can't breathe very well, this is really embarrassing enough, and then you go and see the doctor, and the problem is starting to get, build up and build up and build up and build up and build up, and it's normally only when the problem surpasses the solution in terms of the the, of the, the work that actually people make a change mm. you know yeah that's they, a big one make a change once they have been told that they need blood 
uh, blood pressure tablet. They'll make a change once they've had a fucking, they've fallen over. They'll make a change once they have a blowout and take themselves to a fucking building thinking about that's it. <clears throat> but it's yeah. people, the problem starts to get more work than the solution. Then people think about swap, swapping over. Now, what I'm mm. trying to trying to do is because the more and more the problem builds, the more and more risk you're putting yourself at and everyone yeah. that you love and people that respect, people want you about. So why can't you, let's, 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 let's try and catch this. Let's try and catch mm. this. Yes, it's going to be hard work. But if you keep doing the thing or not doing the things or stay in the same same place in your head or physically, whatever it might be, there's going to come mm. a point where it's so fucking so hard. It's so hard. And you might mm. surpass that opportunity. People don't, but people don't believe in themselves. And I know I hear different things about this. Mm. Um, there's different opinions on belief and confidence. Um, mine is... A bit of a mixed bag because I'm a I I I think like most of us, if we're honest, we get influenced. We're influenced by people that we see, things that we hear, and we're like, mm, is it should, actually have they got a point, or is that good or bad? I don't know. Maybe I'll try that. And we and we get we're very very influenced, and we and we compare and we look at people and go, oh, maybe I should do it like they're doing it. And it's, there could be some good stuff there. And it's and I find it really hard. I'm in this stage where I'm kind of going, how do I, how do I sell? How do I, mm. how do I package up an opportunity for for people? What's the best mm. way to do that? And I'm looking mm. at people that are doing it already because again, that's the proof's in the pudding. Mm. If it works for them, but would it work for me? Maybe, maybe not. But the more I, I'm confused, <laughs> and I think it's where people mm. are get a bit confused of which way to do, it, how to do it, where to go. Um, mm. and that's what a sticking point as well. And I, I, I'm like, because again, people, when people want change back to what I was saying about instant gratification, it's like, well, mm. I don't want to wait. Just tell me what plan to do. I'll do it and it'll be good. Yeah. Sorted. Mm. And it's like, mm. there is no end to this. The end is you're dead. Right. Um, and I think the, I think, I think that the hard part is that the people do want to, people do want to fix. I want to fix people. I want to solutionize for people. You do too, Glenn, if you're being honest, you know, we do, we want to help people, we want to try and get people to fix shit. Um, uh, and, but people, the, the, the irony of that is that people have got to do it themselves, but they've got to understand that they will never be perfect. <laughs> They're mm. never, never going to be this like perfect fucking everything is in a harmonious everything is sorted my health my family my money and i maybe there is maybe there is um and i guess that's what if i'm honest that's kind of what i'm searching for i'm like i want to just feel fucking real contentment and satisfied with everything i want to be able mm. to if i want to go and fucking go on holiday um, mm. I want to be able to take the boys to Walt Disney World. I want to be able to fucking go and give them that experience. I want to go try snow snowboarding. Fuck, so I've never done that before. I want to do that. Would mm. that make me happy? Uh, yes, of course it fucking would. Yes, mm. I think it would. However, but I also want to be happy within my health. I want to be happy within my head. But I don't think we're ever going to be, all those things are never going to be in place. And we have to accept that, that there's going to be something mm -hmm. You might you might lose somebody, 
grief might come and get mm. you. You know, you might fall over mm. and hurt yourself. Your kid might have an accident. There's always going to be shit somewhere. Um, mm. And I guess it's just trying to find balance and contentment within what you're doing and that you don't feel so in a dark place with that stuff that you feel like, oh, I'll just throw the towel in then. You know, I'll mm. leave the game. I'll just leave. Fuck this. I'm out. Um, mm. And we see that so often. And I think mm. that's, you know, there's a lot of things that could be said about that. But for me as well, that a lot of the time when I speak with mm. clients and I speak with mates and stuff, is expectation. I think that's a big one because I think people, this comes back around to instant gratification, wanting it now in a world where mm. our algorithm is, well, you can get it now. Or if you're unwell, mm. take a pill, that'll sort it out. Can't sleep, yeah, are some sleeping tablets. And I'm not saying that medicine doesn't work. I think it absolutely does and it has its place. And we're very, very fortunate. There's lots of science and there's great mm. movements in that. However, if we don't take responsibility for ourselves, if we just rely on someone else to give us the fucking antidote, we are going to be in a problem. We're going to be in problems. We're going to, we, and we see it all the time. Um, mm. So, uh, I think it's like this expectation is is really crucial. And the game analogy, I'm not really a gamer. I don't know why I use this as an analogy, but mm. I quite like I use mm. it quite a bit. People will go into a game, and they'll normally start a level one if you've got any fucking sense. Don't try and complete it already. Just suss it out. Collect the coins whatever find the map i don't fucking know you can hear that i don't play games uh mm. weapons and you'll suss it out and you'll go okay okay i've got this and then you'll move on okay let's have a look what level two looks like right and you'll get to level two and you might be like okay oh fuck me this is a bit hard actually oh fucking hell this game's shit i can't do this level and then they'll leave I won't play it anymore yeah. or They'll be really good and they'll go, great, I'm up to level three now. Fuck me, I'm speeding through this. And now it's level four. Mate, I've got this in the fucking can. I'm up to level five. Mm. Then it gets really difficult and people like going, wow, Jesus Christ, I can't beat this baddie, whatever it might be. Oh, fuck this, this game's shit. And they'll mm. leave the game. Mm. I mm. feel that, the, that one of the things to do is go back down to level one again. Mm. But they're like, level one, I've done that. That's okay. You're still in the game, aren't you? Pick yeah. it up again. Fine. Drop it. It's okay to drop. It's, it, it's not a problem. You know, it's okay to, to come back down mm. again. Stay in the game. Still do the little things. Suss it out. Okay, build yourself up. Because like anything, the more and more and more that you build up and know something, and okay, that works as a rhythm, and I've got that in. It's about the habituals. It's about... Mm. how you can use different tactics and skills but it's about having that habitual so it's just kind of happening um by itself almost and it's you know like you know, when you learn to ride a bike you fall over lots and mm. then suddenly you're like, oh, i've got it and you might get off the bike for a few years and you get on a bit wobbly you might have to start again mm. a little bit but then you'll soon pick it up again you can pick these things back up again quite quickly so you can get back up those levels but people don't want to people are going oh yeah but i and that, and what normally pipes up that, particularly with men, is that, and you've mentioned this before, I think, but mm. is ego. People go, oh, fuck mm. that, you're shit. Mm. Why aren't you doing what he's mm. doing? Why can't you be like, why can't I be like that? Why can't I have this? Why can't I have that? And and that's where the comparison comes in and everything else. And we go, oh, bollocks, I'm, I'm rubbish. And you come out of it again. And so there's mm. loads of work to do with this, but I think effectively it's giving people an opportunity to have some tactics and some 
and some and people around them is really important the environment and who they're who they're spending their time with um but just giving yourself an opportunity to to react to things differently there's an is there another way that i can relax is there another way which i can feel that i can work on myself i have to fucking do mm. a diet plan hit the gym without that everything else is bollocks because that's what every mm. that's what you do no it's not mm. you could get mm. to that mm. point but you could go and again you I don't want to feel like i'm preaching too much here but mm. you know just have a few more no, just have a few more glasses of water man like go for a walk <laughs> It's not that it's not that complicated, is it? It's not, it's not that complicated. But if you need some accountability, you're thinking, I want to try something mm. new. And I think the biggest thing that people mm. get stuck on is not being curious enough. Have some fucking mm. curiosity. Have some curiosity. Mm. Be a little bit, mm. I'm using my mum here. This is what she used to say to us a lot when we were younger. Mm. Be open-minded. Mm. What the fuck are you mm. going? Open-minded. Mm. Oh, mum, mm. stop being a hippie. I now get it. I totally get <laughs> I feel like you're just basically transcending towards just becoming your mum pretty much in your journey, <laughs> mate. And I think <laughs> the sooner you uh, stop resisting that, the better you're going to be, right? <laughs> this is the journey yeah, you're on. I can see your wellness. You'll probably listen to this, and I'm bigging her up. <laughs> yeah. um, she has her faults massively. She, her yeah. guilt trip is horrendous. Do. She, makes yeah. The, yeah. she makes you feel so guilty. She doesn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to spend time with you but i think most mothers do that. yeah um yeah, and my yeah. dad as well i don't want to leave my dad out of this my dad is my dad is 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 a i'm so i'm i'm so fucking i so respect him like i so you know, mm. he 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 is um he's ballsy man like you know and he says mm. what he says what he thinks um Mm. And not probably not always right, but he's 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 got you know he's got a voice. Um, mm. and I I fucking love that in him. I, I'm I wish he could feel that he could start to enjoy things a little bit more though. If I'm honest, um, I think mm. he's very, he's got a very his tinted has become very influenced again by all the shit that happens around us, the fucking politics mm. and the environment and all these really shitty things that are happening in the world but there is also some really good stuff happening too um, there is and there is there is some good mm. stuff there's some good people out there some good souls and some good but the experiences rub off on us if we've had if mm. we've been tainted a lot if we've been knocked down if we haven't lived up to our expectations mm. um here's a man who is like arguably one of the best drummers in, in in this part of the country if not the fucking uk mm. when he was growing up he was on tour mm. as a kid from 14 15 years old he he played with everyone that you would fucking know as famous these days still but he never made he was never able to establish himself in terms of it being a retirement for him so he could sit back and enjoy all the good all the good work he did he struggled financially um, and he's resentful for that, I think. And again, I'm sure he listened to this. And I fucking love you, Dad, so so much. I want you to be happy, dude. Like, stop fucking being so influenced by the knobheads, and do some and and be around people that can can make you feel good. And I think this is coming back interestingly to what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to yeah. give people an opportunity now to do something that's going to help them. Be around people that also are doing the same thing. Try something different. Give yourself an mm. opportunity to use a different tactic 
on decompressing from your stress or whatever it might be and know that you can enjoy things and know that you mm. can uh, build your resilience up to the shit that is inevitable unfortunately my friend is shit's mm. going to happen and we can get swallowed by that shit and, fo- and, and tread in it and let it carry us on or we can kind of go you know what it's happened and I'm good because I've still got things that I'm content about, you know, and a mm. lot of that again about is about being in the moment, isn't it? You know, people, Absolutely. People don't be in the moment, feel it, hear it, touch it, smell it. Like, you know, fuck me. We just, and I think the mm. only time when people, like a lot of time we feel like we're in the moment, I'm in the moment, I'm looking through things. It's like, yeah, but you're, you're not doing mm. anything. That's doing it <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah. It's, right. it's crazy same when you start gambling. seeing it. Same with, same with the food, same whatever it might mm. be. The same with mm. your, your, it's controlling you. Mm. Mm. You need to control yeah. it. And I'm not being, I'm not being, uh, I, don't, I don't want to be preacher here about bad food and stuff. Mate, if you want a fucking mm. burger, if you want to mm. have a few beers, then enjoy it and have mm. them. But mm. have them because you want them. Mm. You like them. Don't have them because you feel like you need them or you have to have them. Otherwise, it's yeah. rubbish. It's, it's that thing, isn't it? It becomes all these things become a compensatory mechanism for a lot of people. And you kind of like, look, I fucking love a, I love a, a burger. I, lo- I love these things. But it's when you become dependent upon those things to make yourself feel more whole or yeah. drink and drugs to numb yourself away from the fact that you don't feel whole, I think that's when, when the problems arise with us. Um, but what you're saying about your dad, I mean, I think for, for so many people, your environment and the information you're taking in, it just is the, one of the biggest things you can do to improve your experience of life is to consider that and to be mindful of yes, your environment and, and the information you take in. Because, you know, you look at like mainstream, I do not look at it now, but you look at what it is just fear all it is is fear and so i think we can we can do the work individually but if you're surrounded by all these things which are working against that you're it's really really tough really tough it's the environment and what you're trying to create with your tribe i think is a a massive thing you know our, our culture is traditionally very wet culture you know we get pissed or get fucked get off our faces so to, it's almost like, and I've seen this in a lot of like groups and circles which are forming, is that we're going, we've gone so far down this road that to get back to us, we've got to go back to basics of like tribal yes. kind of things, right? Yes. Like we're, gather, we're gathering, we're gathering, gathering around like, fires. That's that kind of sea thing yeah. and, that, and sitting around a fire and all that kind of shit. I, I, I mean, I love it. And I, I, I could sit it's here beautiful. And, uh, talk about cows come home. Yeah. But it's, uh, but it's real. It's, it's real, it's right? It's actually yeah. real. It's the same, I we, think that's the same as when people start to use their body and their muscles, because this is like, we've got, a, mm. we've got this vessel, we've got this machine, and we can, we can fucking dictate this thing. Like, mm. We can actually, mm-hmm. you know, and, it's, and, it's, and we can, and when we lift stuff and whatever, there's this real empowerment of like, wow, this is me doing this. Um, and yeah, and I think the bonus of all those things is it, actually is it the bonus is it helps your from a physical point of view it helps your but more so it gives you a, a sense of real empowerment and real control over your movement. 
and about mm, and, mm. and like getting in tune with uh, with your senses and feeling something or experiencing something it would be your breath or the or the or the, the strength or the the pavement underneath your feet or the or the flickering mm. of the fire in front of you or the heat on your skin or the stretching you're mm. doing or whatever it might be there's this mm. like real and the great thing with it as well is that you are it also when you when you're vulnerable like that when you mm. get you allow yourself to be vulnerable by expressing yourselves in different movements or senses i think there's mm. something profound that then also leads into being vulnerable with your where, with where you're at with the people that you're at so i've had some mm. really interesting conversations with people that from stuff i've done the scene sauna and obviously clients that i've worked mm. with too mm. but more so of mm. like people starting to be a little bit more vulnerable with them. Mm. you know they might mm. think about a little bit that they probably normally wouldn't because it's you know what fuck it i'm just gonna i'm just gonna let go mm. gonna, and it's, it feels safe you get something off your chest um mm. or in its complete spin you have loads more like you just let yourself go and, and be a bit uh, be mad and have more fun like mm. i had a group which were like within the 45 minute session one one 15 minute session in a sauna they were they were like just all chilled and like really kind of like how's everything oh fucking hell shitty week and but oh you know this is really nice to be here it's nice to looking out da 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 in the senses and mm. the next 15 minutes they come in they're all singing sweet mm. caroline and fucking having a laugh mm. and and Mm. each other with a bit of fucking oak tree mm. like mm. Do, do you know what i mean it's just you let mm. shit go and i think yeah it's, it's, it does that for you Mm, it does and it sounds like all through all these things you are connecting with a part of yourself that enables you to enter into the rest of your life in a way that helps you just feel like it's okay to be me and in that in that okayness yeah. you're able to express things that otherwise we just keep inside <laughs> the dirty little secrets we don't let out yeah and <laughs> I, I, I you know i think in all of this what you're doing even you know any physical stuff as well there's the the connection with the body, and I think there's also something you've spoken about so much I agree with, is the the age of comfort we live within. Everyone's so fucking comfortable that to expose your body through exercise or what you do to discomfort is a massive a skill. It's a massive attribute that helps people to firstly understand that, well, discomfort is a part of life. And, yeah. and, and secondly, to achieve anything in life, a value, discomfort has to be met head on yes, and uh, nowhere do I think we get exposed to that more so than through physical expression, physical activities. And yeah. I don't know. I think about this a lot about, you know, why, why are you able to do what you would do? And why am I able to do, create, you know, routine and discipline? And I think no, it's, it's just because, yeah, no, there's kind I think it's just because we've got, so we've embraced the, the nature of, things being hard and that they should be and that that is yeah. life um I think so big, I th big 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 moments as well glenn again you know mm. i think that's i was saying about the problem and the and the solution and the problem i think we've had yeah our, our, our dial has dialed up so much we've had you know and again i don't want us to be like oh me and because lots of people but people ignore the the the, the problem they're like oh fuck yeah. spare it like it kind of exactly what you're saying oh no no and you yeah. have to realize you have to bring that to the surface and this is this it's really difficult to do that because then it it can mess yeah. up lots of things 
are standardized in your life or, or what you are meant to follow it, it fucking throws that completely out the window which is terribly frightening um but it's uh and that uncomfortableness it, it is about the physical but again what you're what i always feel like as well is that you've got to get uncomfortable with with your with your mind um yeah you've yeah. got to get come you've got to get uncomfortable with uh, I don't want people to, but you, you have to realize that that is going to happen at some point. Um, mm. It's not that you, you don't have to, you don't have to live with that though, fully. Just like you don't have to live mm. with, with it. What you, you're not always going to be fucking pushing weights or running. Mm. Like, no, no, you have to do both. It yeah. need, you need to have that flexibility of both, but you need to realize, and again, I think it's very complex and we could probably sit here and speak all fucking day about the brain. Yeah not a you know yeah a, a specialist in that but interestingly yeah. you know we have components of our brain and the bit that we have to arguably try to manage is our mm. amygdala part of our brain our chimp mm. part because that's yeah. the bit that can cause problems <laughs> because it's it acts on lots of problems <laughs> it, lots of it, it acts purely on your feeling and emotion it has no rational thought it has no patience yeah. it has no opinion it just is that flight or fight people have heard of that before and it's the same part it, that we share with the animal right this is where we fucking come mm. from but it's not you have loads mm. more to you and it's mm. talking managing and talking to yourself and going okay it's not ignoring your feelings it's understanding they're mm. here but you have a choice of how to express these feelings or these emotions mm. um, and so you can and you can work with it <laughs> mm, yeah i appreciate that so you, one thing you said earlier which i really uh connect with as well is this idea that people won't uh do anything until the the pain of staying as they as they are is greater than the pain of changing and drawing that back to what you just said there about the chimp brain i kind of feel like the when that happens with people then that is the chimp kicking in because they're like oh i've got i've got i'm in so much pain now i need to kick in I will take over and we'll take action to get you away from pain. And I don't know about you, but I've seen maybe more in fitness coaching over the years is that when someone's in pain, it's the most, it's the most powerful driver to affect change, right? They're in significant amount of pain. They know they need to change. So they will endure anything to get away from it. But then what happens is they get out of pain and then where do we find ourselves? So the question I want to ask you being that this is something you do professionally as well, what's the, how do we then transition from pain being the motivator it is to transcending that and doing this thing that we know we need to do and make it a part of us so we never have to go back to it? Mm, great question. Um, I think you have to arguably accept that you're always going to have some pain. Beautiful. That's a great answer. Go on, I, then I what else? I don't think you're, you're going to get Again, and we talked. I talked about it in a kind of more of a, a tangible thing in terms of the things you have and stuff, which is you know equally. Mm. Same, but I don't think there is this perfect, harmonious thing. Maybe there is uh, with the you know you hear about kind of those people that will live up on the top of a hill, the monks and what have you, and they'll just mm. you know sit in silence for months and stuff, and each to their own. But fuck me, I can't think I could do that. But I, may, maybe they don't <laughs> have any pain in terms of their minds. Mm. Maybe they are completely at ease. Mm. But I think realistically. Mm. Mm. We are all because because it's part of us. 
It's part mm. of your DNA, part of the machine. It's part of the mechanic. You know, I suppose back to your question is accepting that you're always going to have some pain, but also mm. when you're when you're looking at the things that you're doing to help that pain. Yeah, those things that you do arguably need to be things that you can do forever that you might miss but you're still in the game they're things okay. in level one they're the fundamentals that you can always draw mm. back to. and they aren't going to solve your pain it's not going to make this disappear but it will ease mm. the pain beautiful it's it, i mean it's, it's exactly the same like a paracetamol Mm. You take a paracetamol to dull the headache. Mm. You can't expect to take a paracetamol and never get a headache again. Mm. It not work like that. Mm. Mm. But you take it to ease it. And I think there's that's where like those habitual, sustainable habits. And also thinking about the basic stuff. Again, we talked about this a lot. But like as a human being, there are basic things that we, mm. our machine will require to f have any chance of functioning okay. And that is, yeah. you know, we can go days and days without any kind of food. And I'm not recommending that. Fuck that. I, can, I, I tried the, I tried doing it fast. I, I really struggled. I think it's yeah. wonderful people can do that. And I think it's a real great discipline in itself. Uh, maybe mm. I'll try it again. Um, mm. But water, mm. you will die. You will die if you don't if you don't drink this stuff for for yeah. amount of time. You 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 your machine's kaput. But yep. it's it's a dripping feed. Like everyone can be mm. on a drip. You know, mm. again, God forbid, when someone goes into the hospital, one of the first things they do is they look at their stats and they will put them on a drip. Mm. They won't sit there mm. and flood them. They'll go drip, mm. drip, mm. drip. But we can all do mm. that. All that is is a habit. Mm. Just as much mm. as looking at these fucking things. We look at these all the time, mm. admittedly. Right? Mm. So again, like hydration, it's so simple. Um, mm. Moving, you don't have to do loads of stuff because that might be up at level ten. But you do need to move. If you don't move, you're mm. fucked. Right? So move a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th uh, I, th you, you yeah, know, I think the, the kind of principal stuff um, uh, yeah. here, here, Glenn. Uh, you know, and and yeah. just that, just thinking the, of the simple stuff. And again, I, I think. You can start to get really complex a bit, but again, like the energy, you know, you cannot live on not bringing the things that our, our machine requires. Our machine requires certain levels of, again, very going nutrition on this, but it, mm. it requires certain components of your minerals and vitamins and proteins and all mm. those different things. If you starve mm. it of that, it will fuck up. And it's not about saying having this perfect fucking plan all the time, but get your basics right. Make sure that you're having some of yeah. this Yeah, I mean, but I think that's the thing, dude. We exist within an industry um, that has uh, built complexity sleep. in. It, uh, yeah. It's a really difficult yeah. one. It's really yeah. hard. A lot of people suffer. Yeah. And that's the catalyst for a lot of things. If you yeah. don't get sufficient sleep or don't get quality sleep, then everything else starts to misfire metabolism mm. everything misfires everything starts to fucking go downhill and it's such a hard it's a hard thing to master but there are simple things really simple things that aren't going to fix your sleep they're not going to make mm. it perfect but they will make it a little bit better they're going to improve it slightly 
Mm. Don't look at this before you go to sleep. You're <laughs> wiring your fucking the light into the back of your brain and you're firing your brain. You might start falling asleep. Your brain is still on fire. It still thinks it's daylight because of the blue light. So a simple thing like trying to practice just to, okay, and it's hard, but it's doable, mm. you know? And then once you've got that fundamentals and level one, okay, let's, I've got these now. Let me see if I can level up. Is there something else I can do? Mm. Of course, there's always something else you can do. There's never, there's, but, there's, no, there's no end to the levels. <laughs> yeah. But I think that the, the culture we exist within, everyone wants to go to level two, three, four, five, and to just ignore, oh, or maybe I say this now, we're talking about this, like it's obvious to us. It but is obvious maybe to us, it is. We're in it, though, Glenn. Yeah, we're yeah. in it, right? So I, I, and that's the thing. I, I kind of think now is that the, the circles I speak within, it's always obvious, but then to other people, it's not so obvious. But when you lay it out for them and say, look, the principles of operating the human machine are not that complex. And, you know, like everything's been monetized and uh, you know, commoditized so that we've, we, we're made to think we've got to drink bougie water. We've got to have organic food every meal. We've got to do some elaborate kind of fitness program that costs a shit ton of money. And or, really, in truth, the, the, it's not that fucking hard. It doesn't need to be that complex. And if we can try and continue to put, force that, you know, push that message out of like, you know, if you just hydrate, if you move in a way that makes you feel good, if you nourish your body, all right. Nutrition's the most become the, the, the nutrition's almost like the religion now. It's insane. If you uh, sleep, you're going to be pretty fucking the hard, good. The hard the challenge with this, though, Glenn, is as well is that um, what you'll mm. then what then society will do, and particularly, and again, coming back to what you said just briefly before, mm. I don't want to. Mm. I, I actually feel that you know the the, the regimes and the, the organic eating and the the, the, the really mm. uh, far out there um, fitness regimes. I'm not, I actually think fair play. If you want to do that, that's wicked. Like that, that you can, you can mm. do that, but you don't feel like that, that you have to do that. Otherwise you're fucked. I think that's the difference. Yes, that's the thing. Cause I think yeah, it's, it's that's the giving thing. people a it range. Has to be, it has to be all, you have to be all firing. No, no, no. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. Absolutely experience yeah. those things. If you've got the money, mm. you've got the time and everything else. Um, mm. But you don't, you don't feel like it has to be like that mm. or you're rubbish there is the fundamentals that we talk about. But I think the other, the hard thing about this is that generally again, and again, people will pick up on certain aspects of the fundamentals and they will then mm. start to commoditize those, which is the hard mm. thing. So you talked about nutrition mm. and we'll look at the food industry and you'll look at very clever mm. brands and very clever. And some of mm. them are good. Some of them are shit, but they'll go, okay, mm. people now are talking, people are understanding a little bit more now about protein, for example. Mm. Okay. Mm. Great. Oh yeah. Mm. Here's an opportunity to make everything put this name on it. Mm. You know, that's we're, bullshit. We're, we're, yeah. it, it, and that's, but that's the hard thing because the, now people mm. are going, well, well, I've got to, and mm. I see people loads of time. I've been told I've got to eat more protein. So I, these protein bars mm. that I'm eating, are they, are they good? <laughs> and I don't Compared more, to what? Some of them might be quite good. You don't, the point is, some of them are shit, yeah. some of them are okay, but that's again, that's the level up here. You don't need to eat protein mm. bars to get protein. Mm, 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 Be more mm. fundamental yeah, yeah. than that. But again, this is the consumer world. And again, I don't want to misjudge mm. uh, this. We can go loads of different places with this because there is, there is some really fantastic products that will have fucking yeah. everything in there you need. 
you know like wow mm. look it's got all these different mm. all these different commodities this different stuff and yes that will enhance you probably from a certain degree mm. it's gonna it's definitely gonna but mm. you don't have to be doing all that to be okay and be living mm. <laughs> you can do that yeah i think that's it man you want, but you could you could but if mm. you just think about the baseline but we're again we're sold the idea to a certain degree that unless you have this you're in trouble mm. You're gonna. You're not gonna be. You're not gonna have as, as mm. much as everyone else unless you unless you do this. Mm. Um, that's the, that's the nature of the society, though. To kind of, yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's the that's the thing we're fighting against is that capitalist <laughs> machine, I guess, um, which sounds really grandiose. But yeah, I think essentially, if you can help people learn to the, just understand if they drink a bit more water, nourish their bodies, move in a way that feels good, get sufficient sleep. And I think through particularly the body part, which we've spoken about, to expose themselves to physical challenges, I think those are the those are the things you know because you know the sea and sauna and stuff like that. That's a that's a that's a mind challenge, and that's it a is. beautiful thing to expose ourselves to. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. There's there's mm. so much more here, but I, and again, I'm, I, I I guess I I'm yeah. I'm, 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 That's I'm a good intrigued. One. I guess I'm kind of like, you know, I, my next move with this, if I'm honest with you, is like, you know, I've been thinking about this. And, and again, I want to be very transparent with anyone who's going to engage with me. And I'm saying like to them, like, listen, I want to, mm. of my livelihood, I, to, to pay my mortgage and give my kids experiences from a financial perspective. And this is where I have a bit of challenge. This is my, my personal biggest challenge. I think you know this anyway. Mm. But is the, mm. is the money mm. side but is, mm. is I want to tell people like, cause I get scared of, of like thinking like, well, they just, you know, why, why would they fucking pay me to do these experiences? Why would they, why would they do that? And I have to try to get over that because they either will or they won't. And, and mm. I want to be honest and say, listen, I'm, I'm going to make money out of this because I want it to be my living. Just like you go and fix cars or mm. build roofs mm. or fix roofs. I want to help people like you feel better. Um, and so I'm going to, uh, it's, a, it's a cost, but I do yeah. find that difficult because I've never done it before. I've never been self-employed before. The only time I ever earned money mm. for myself, not working for somebody else was when I did TV and that didn't work out for me. Yeah. So that's right? the hard, you so got that I memory, like, you memory bank of that experience. So that's, that's a tough one, but yeah. you, yeah, I'm, yeah, I have every faith in you making that jump. And I think I would encourage you to consider this through the lens of knowing that if someone was going to do it by themselves, they would have fucking done it in the first place and they haven't done it. But what people do, I believe, get from what you are offering is the tribe, is the accountability, is something that is unique and provides a great amount of value that is otherwise missing in our lives. And so I think if you can anchor into that, it's not just what you're giving them long-term, but it's in the short-term, the short-term experiences of that. But long-term, the knowing they have in themselves through what you offer and what you will continue to expand into, I've no doubt, will change that person's life in a dramatic way that is, is worth a fuck ton of money. So I want to have a rippling effect to people. I want people to be able to kind of take mm. an experience or an opportunity to do something different and if yeah. it to be like a ripple and go, Wow, if I can do that, mm. what else could I do? Mm. If I can yeah, and the stuff, thing that excites, yeah, you know, yeah, and I think the, the thing that excites, it's amazing. 
Yeah, and it, it excites me in all of this and what I do because I think the ripple effect also goes in to the impact you will have on that person and their children because the lessons you impart on these people that come into you now, they will become part of their own identity. And so if they don't have children or if they do have children, that part of their identity then gets pushed. So you have, uh, it is grandiose, but it is, well, it is, that's why we're doing it, it's to help people feel how we feel. So I underline that. I want people to feel the same, exactly for me. That's why I do what I do. I want people to feel that because I, I can feel like a lot of people are in pain. And if they just did maybe this, they would feel less pain. Uh, I, I think that's pain. the beautiful it's thing. less pain, Glenn. It's the less yeah. pain. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately no, no, you're not going to no. lose some of that, right? We have to no, accept pain's... that it's going to be shit. But... Yeah. And I like, yeah, no, life is a, in, uh, an experience that uh, anchors to pain being the thing that helps us grow. Mm. I don't know. It's weird. Very uh, we've covered a lot. Of... We've, got, we've covered a lot, a lot, a lot I'm Let's wrap that up long. there. I think. No, well, I think maybe. I think maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, if there's the opportunity to do another one, I think there's so much more I'd want to talk to you about in terms of change, behavior change, even like just what you do professionally now, and I think to continue to explore the 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 idea of comfort and pain and all those kind of things. I think are such big big topics mm. we could speak about. But I appreciate, dude. The first half of that was just just you talking and that was beautiful because i think that's oh, that's gonna be, yeah but no but but that's people want to hear want to hear your story and what i love is how open you've been about the fact that you've it's similar to me in a way you've had this moment of pulling apart of your identity this questioning this low point and i think it's um you know i'm sure that experience will stay with you forever but to be where you are now as a result of that is an incredible thing yeah, and it's it's it's, it's 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 all these things, and everyone will have their own challenges and battles, and they'll continue um, until until mm. until until we pass, right? Um, but it's just yeah, it's trying to give mo trying to live in the moment a little bit more, trying to be a little bit more content with what you're doing and believing in your authenticity um, and all those mm -hmm. you know fancy words that we use. But it's 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 mm -hmm. ultimately just. Being a little mm. bit, just just being a little bit better of everything. <laughs> that sounds really kind of, uh, That's the one. Being a little, feeling a little bit better of everything, man. Like at the end of the day, if you can mm. take a little, you can take a little, uh, little eat, take a little bit off the the pressure on something, then it's mm. got to be good, right? It's got to be good. Exactly. If you can deal with things a little bit better. That's going to help mm. you. Um, but it, mm. you know, life mm. is very very complicated, and so it should fucking mm. be. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> All right, cool. Right. How can people get hold of you? <laughs> um, I'm very basic. I literally, ju I literally just keep uh, uh, at the moment. I know that I probably need to do more, but I, I literally just, it's just on Instagram okay. and it's just uh, Tyler Slade health wellbeing. Okay. That's it. I'll Tyler put your, Slade, I'll put your, I'll put it in the notes for the show and, um, and yeah, and then let's maybe arrange another time to catch up again. Cause there's so, so much in this conversation that I think we can continue with and, I enjoyed it. It's lovely to speak to someone who's on a similar vibe, similar wavelength. That's always enjoyable. <laughs> so, thank you for uh, being on right, the floor, mate. I appreciate it. I was, I was oh, very much yours, in my flow, I? as you can see. I'm very passionate about yes. this shit now. So I'm like, once I get going, I'm oh. like, oh Jesus, when's he going to reel it in? No, man. But I, I, no, it's good. I, I just I've got to go with it. <laughs> no, it's good. I got a lot from it, and I'm sure other people will. So thank you, man. Right, I'm just going to stop recording. <laughs>